The Apple Sox pick up a 17-2 victory over the Kamloops Northpaws and sweep them away to move on and advance to the West Coast League's North Division Championship game. It is going to be against the Bellingham Bells, and it will be at Joe Martin Field. What a win for the Apple Sox to get to this point. They were the West Coast League's highest scoring team in the regular season, and they carry that into the postseason. Wadachi first picked up a 12-1 victory in Game 1 on Tuesday night. They come home and somehow outdid themselves, picking up a 17-2 triumph in the second game and clinching game of this series. It all kind of started with Quincy Vassar in this game. Vassar was brilliant, seven innings of work. He did allow one run on the top of the first inning, but really settled down from there. At one point for the second out of the first inning until his final out of the fourth inning, retired 11 consecutive hitters and was brilliant, striking out eight along the way. The one-two swing and a miss for strike three. First punch out of the ball game for Quincy Vassar and two away here in the second inning. The pitch. Swing and a miss for strike three. Back-to-back -back punch outs to close out a 1-2-3 top of the second inning from Quincy Vassar. And here's another swing and a miss for strike three. Fitzsimmons has punched down. That's three in a row for Quincy Vassar. Quincy Vassar hasn't shook off many so signs from C.J. Horn, but does there. Now has one and de delivers a pitch that is swung on. Foul tipped into the glove of Horn. Dropped it for a moment. Whoops, the first to complete the strikeout. And Vassar continues to roll. Eight consecutive hitters retired as he has struck out four in the last two innings. Vassar would toss seven innings, allow two runs, only one earned run on six hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. After that, R.J. Watanabe and Will Jacobson closed the door with scoreless eighth and ninth innings, respectively. And the Apple Sox offense went to work. They scored. They were down one to nothing going into the bottom of the first inning. They drew the bases loaded with two outs. D.J. Massey drew a walk to bring in the tying run. And then Cole Kramer stepped to the plate with two strikes on him and picked up an extra base hit that would end up clearing the bases but giving him two RBI. The 0-2 offering. Swung on and punched in the right field. That ball will get down. Orahudo scores. Horn comes in to score. It's bobbled in right field by Chadwick. Massey's trying to score from first, and he will get in there safely. Somehow he avoids the tag. Orr can't believe it. He thought he had him. Pandemonium at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. One swing of the back clears the bases, and Wenatchee leads 4-1 to one here in the bottom of the first inning. Wadanchi would pick up four runs in that first inning and was never behind from that point on, never even tied from that point on. In the second, they would get a couple of more on an incredible play, uh, base running from Joichiro Oyama. A, with runners at second, third, and one out, a fly ball out to deep right center field was caught and somehow plated a pair of runs. Nino Voltaggio was easily able to score from third, but Joichiro Oyama tagged from second and came all the way around to score as well. And that really helped the Apple Sox out. Two runs coming across on a sacrifice fly. Can't say you see that happen too many times, but it did there in the second inning. Fossil swings and hammers the 2-0 out in the air toward right field. A long run over for Chadwick in position. Instead, he will be called off by the center fielder, Sipperman, who makes the catch. One run comes in to score. Oyama tags from second. He scores as well. Joichiro Oyama tagging on a, a fly out to deep right center. Scores all the way from second base. After Voltaggio easily tagged and scored from third. 
And how about that? A sack fly plates two runs. In the third, Brandon Ponce led it off with a solo home run, his fifth of the year and first in postseason. Ponce hadn't played for the Apple Sox since July 20th, but in his second at-bat, looked like he'd been playing all summer long. The 2-2, swung on and hammered out to left field, off the bat of Ponce, this one going back, kissing goodbye! A solo shot by Brandon Ponce to lead off the third inning, hammering that one at a 108 mile per hour exit velocity, and it travels 414 feet over the left field fence. Brandon Ponce puts a jolt into this crowd as he high fives Mitch Darlington at third and slaps his feet on home plate. This crowd is up and roaring right now. Ponce would also pick up an RBI double in the fourth inning. Great night for him as he recorded four hits, finished a triple away from the cycle, and nearly had his second home run of the night with an extra base hit in the fourth inning. As he swings and hammers another one out toward left field, the 0-1 carrying toward the fence, and it is off the very base of it. Orohudos comes in to score, Brandon Ponce with a double. The Apple Sox would give up one run in the top of the fifth, but got it right back. Nino Voltaggio, a great night for him as he picked up four hits, scored two runs, and this time picked up an RBI single in the fifth inning for his second of his four hits on the evening. Ready with the 0-1 to Voltaggio, batting ninth in the Apple Sox order. He is one for one with a walk. He swings and pops one over the head of the second baseman, Green. Kramer's off to the races. He will come in to score. RBI single for Nino Voltaggio and make that five consecutive innings in which Wenatchee has scored at least one run as it's now 9-2 Apple Sox with one away here in the fifth inning. In the sixth inning, the floodgates just completely open. The Apple Sox already had a really sizable lead going into that inning, but boy, it just blew wide open. It was 7-2 going into the bottom of the sixth. Wadanshi would score seven more runs in that frame as they would pick up uh, seven runs on seven hits and just continued to roll. The big hits of that frame, C.J. Horn started out the inning with a home run. Cole Kramer drove in his third and fourth runs of the game with an RBI single. Joichiro Oyama tripled to score two runs and then came in to score on a throwing error. And then Xander Orohudos, after a pitching change, greeted him promptly with a solo home run to deep center field. The 2-0 swung on and hit high out toward left field. This ball is going back, and it is gone! A home run! C.J. Hall! A leadoff home run to open up the sixth inning. You can sound the horn as C.J. Horn launches this one for a solo shot. 370 feet at a 104 mile per hour exit velocity. Second and third, the 1-0. Swung on and hit hard in the air out towards center field. Sifferman will watch that one sail toward the wall. Here goes Joe Ichiro around second. Kramer comes in to score. Voltaggio in. Joe slides at third, and it goes in the dugout. And it'll be awarded home because why not? A little league home run for Joichiro Oyama. It's a six-run inning for the Apple Sox, and it's 15-2 Wenatchee here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Deals a 2-1 that is hammered off the bat of Orohudos to deep right center field. Zipperman can't see it because it's a home run to dead center field. The X-Man goes yard. Seven runs have scored here in the sixth inning. Wenatchee, they're not just having fun tonight. They're having a party at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. The second home run of the inning. Third 
home run of the ball game. Wenatchee is in cruise control right now. Or Ahudos' second home run of the year, including a non-league home run back on August 1st. Wenatchee would get its final run in the seventh inning. Uh, Ponce singling and scoring later on a double play ball. And then Wenatchee would retire the side in the ninth inning. Will Jacobson getting the final out to send Wenatchee on to the North Division Championship game. The 0-2. Swing! What a miss! On to the North Division Championship game. It'll be Wenatchee against Bellingham from Joe Martin Field. Wenatchee picks up the 17-2 win and sweeps away the North Paws. The Apple Sox will face the Bellingham Bells at Joe Martin Field. First pitch for that game will be at 6.35 p.m. and it is a do or die game. Winner moves on to the West Coast League Championship game. Loser's season comes to an end. So the Apple Sox do not have another home game coming up this postseason, but boy, do they end it right with a big win at home in front of their fans on a Wednesday night at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. And what a victory for Wenatchee as they win this one by 15 runs. They never trailed after getting a four-run bottom of the first inning. And from there, pretty much went into cruise control. Scored in every single inning except for the bottom of the eighth. But, of course, by that point, it hardly mattered uh, anymore. We're joined by the head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington. And, Mitch, this one, uh, this was probably the most relaxing postseason series I imagine you've been a part of as a coach or as a player. I think really the only moment of stress on this one were the first inning today, first couple of innings yesterday in game one. Uh, you guys pretty much went at relative ease, though, in these two games. It felt like business as usual for the Apple Sox. Yeah, yeah, getting off to a couple of really good starts. Um, I wouldn't say it was relaxing, you know. I, I'm, I'm still always counting outs and just feel like I'm waiting to get that last out of the game. But, um, no, great, just two phenomenal performances by our offense. Um, Guys are seeing it really well right now, and, and it's fun to be a part of. A really fun victory for the Apple Sox here tonight. You know who you're going to face now. It's going to be the Bellingham Bells as they defeated the Victoria Harbor Cats 4-2 in Game 2 of their series. That one game, that game was knotted up 1-1 to -1 going into the 8th. Victoria briefly had a 2-1 to -1 lead, but not for very long, of course, as Bellingham scored three times in the bottom of the eighth inning. Obviously, both of these two teams have changed since the last time these two squads faced. That was back... June 19th but regardless Mitch I think the first question and the first thing people think about was that the Apple Sox lost all six of those games and really that was one of the few blemishes on this season for Wenatchee as satisfying as things are right now how hungry are you to get back at Bellingham you know I, honestly I don't think it's a, a hungry to get back at Bellingham I think you know looking at the rosters right now both these teams are just completely different than what we saw in early June um, you know, our rosters are just not, just not the same. We have a bunch of different guys. Uh, the, the vibe, the mojo on our team is just completely different right now. So um, not really as much payback as much as just riding this thing out and, and enjoying this ride and, and trying to go get a win and go play for a championship. Offense was resilient tonight, gave up one run in the top half. It felt like it just kind of took Quincy Vassar one inning to really settle in, but after that he was his usual self. But the offense clicked immediately, that bottom of the first inning. Uh, another walk, the two walks in the frame. D.J. Massey was able to bring in one to tie it up. And then Cole Kramer's base hit, two strikes on him, two outs. I felt like that changed the course of the ball game right there. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we had good two-strike ABs all night. Um, Cole, Cole did a tremendous job there uh, just finding a way, like, like we've talked about, just an unselfish at-bat. Uh, putting a ball in play and finding a way to dunk one over the first baseman's head and then 
DJ uh, absolutely flying and getting the getting the windmill around third and making a play at home. Uh, so I think that set the tone for, for the rest of that game that we were going to be aggressive and we're going to run the bases and guys were ready to play. There was a ton to remember from tonight, a lot of little moments. I think the play that I will always remember from tonight's game was Joichiro Oyama tagging up from second and scoring on a sacrifice fly. Runners at second and third. Adam Fossil makes the second out with a deep fly out to center. At what point on that fly ball did you know Oyama had a chance to score? Uh, honestly, when I, when I saw the outfielder kind of drifting towards the fence, uh, telling Joe to tag, I kind of thought, okay, these are one of those plays we've talked about as a team where I want them to round the base, and if the throw to the relay man, you know, is a little off or takes a weird hop, we'll send him. As the ball, as he catches the ball, you know, he turns and starts making the throw, and Joe's getting close to third, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I think, I think I'm just going to send him here. Um, and I, I told Adam Fossil after that play, I'm like, that's probably the last time you'll ever have a two RBI sack fly. Um, but just impressive. That that summarizes kind of Joe's speed uh, to a T. Had you ever seen a play like that before? I, I I believe earlier in the summer someone either had tried it against us. I want to say it was Bellingham at home where Xandro Orojudos threw a guy out at the plate on a kind of a similar play to that. Um, and so that kind of was in the back of my mind as he was coming towards me that this is a, it, it's possible to do uh, if the guy can really run. So. Uh, you know, hadn't seen it completed before until tonight, but uh, had seen it attempted. Remarkable that it happened. Mitch Darlington joining us after the Apple Sox 17-2 victory against the Kamloops Northpaws. And you guys also hit some home runs here tonight. Three home runs matching your season high uh, for home runs in a single game. Two of them came in the same inning. Brandon Ponce, C.J. Horn, Xander Orohudos, all three of them pretty much no doubters once we saw where they all landed at. Let's start with Ponce. How nice was it to have him back in the lineup? He did everything and more, I think, what we could have expected from him being back with the Sox tonight. Yeah, that's that's Ponce for you. Rolls out of bed, comes out to the yard for a playoff game, and uh, is a triple away from the cycle. Um, just he's an he's a fun guy to watch, man. When he when he's dialed in and locked in at the plate, there's not many better hitters in this league than him. Um, so just a great performance for him to come out. CJ doing what he's been doing all year. It seems like as of late, CJ's just kind of rised up and said, hey, I'm going to almost just like take this team, you know, as the leader and, and, and put the team on his back. And just he's, he's had so many big hits for us these past couple days. Um, so just really fun to watch both those guys work at the plate. Quincy Vassar dominant tonight. We talked about he struggled a little bit in the first inning. How huge was that having him just roll from then on? He had one stretch for his second out of the first inning and the final out of the fourth inning. He retired 11 consecutive hitters in order. Yep, yep. Typical uh, Quincy performance. Like we've said, you know, if he gets out of the first inning, uh, he just kind of gets in that he, he just gets in that cruise control and knows how to pitch. Um, and then he ends up with just, a, you know, another six, seven innings and gives you a chance to win every night. So fun to see him, another local guy out here playing in a first uh, home playoff game of the season, and uh, he impressed. A brilliant effort from him, and really you didn't have to use a ton of big arms in this series. You were all loaded up tonight, ready to go if you needed to. The way that first inning started, I wondered, okay, is there going to be a quick trigger on Vassar? But he got out of it. How nice is that knowing that with, at most, two games remaining in your season, you have just about every big option available out of the bullpen? Yeah, that, it's huge for us. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to manage these next uh, this next game for sure, and then uh, 
God willing, we'll see if we can uh, go play for a championship. But we're, we got a tough test coming up here here at Bellingham. That'll be a fun one. That's going to be a heck of a ball game, and it's amazing how this is an accomplishment, but this is where the really hard part begins. It's these do-or-die games. Uh, Mitch, we will talk to you this weekend, hopefully after another victory to potentially get to that West Coast League championship game. It's going to be a battle down the stretch. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. That does it for this edition of the Apple Sox Podcast. I'm Joel Norman, and we thank you for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Sox Podcast. Subscribe on there today to get the latest notifications about the newest episodes that we drop. The Apple Sox are one win away from advancing to the West Coast League Championship game. Wenatchee travels to Joe Martin Field to face the Bellingham Bells this Saturday at 6.35 p.m. in the North Division Championship game. The Apple Sox swept the Kamloops North Paws earlier this week and continue their quest to win their sixth West Coast League championship. You can listen to all the action right here on Sunny FM with coverage beginning at 610 with the Harana Estates Winery pregame show. Wenatchee will also be hosting a watch party on Saturday for the 6.35 p.m. game on the scoreboard at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. It's a free event for all fans and concessions will be available as well. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Apple Sox Podcast.